In today's episode, I'm going to explain what a solversation is, and then I'm going to have one so that you can get a feel for what it's like, and you can hear from my soul who has some wisdom that I would like to share with you today, and also to help normalize it. Every single one of us can channel our own souls. We all are energy, energetic essence, spirits in human form, but we are not the human. We just use the human in order to gain insight, understanding, and experience in this human life. But we are souls, spirits, energy, that energetic signature of who we are, that essence of of us lives well beyond this human form. And that essence of us can guide the human version of us. And so whenever you're feeling off track, yes, you can get guidance and help and mentorship from others. And that's something that can be really valuable. But only when you do so from a place of using it to reconnect to you. Not to connect to some other person's truth, but to remind yourself of your own. And one other way to do that is to actually channel yourself. This might sound like a really abstract concept, but it's quite tangible. It's quite active. It's quite possible and real now for you as something you can do. And so that's what we're going to do today. And I want to shout out my client who he had never done anything like this before but was open and was willing. And through that opportunity, I guided him through a soulversation. And what that did is it allowed him to reconnect with himself. And as a part of that, his inner child came out. And we did some healing work on his inner child through the soulversation process. And so soulversation is not only a way for you to channel your own soul, it's also for a way for you to create healing within whether it's your your inner wounded child or another aspect of that human identity. A soulversation is an opportunity not just to channel the soul, but also to help yourself heal. And so for those of you hearing this who are wanting that, join me in one-on-one coaching. The first step is to set up a consult. So this is a free call. You go to beliefseed.com slash schedule and you'll be able to schedule your consult there. All right, so what is a soulversation? A soulversation is an opportunity for you to channel yourself. What do I mean by channel? I simply mean for you to allow yourself to speak through yourself. People talk about channeling other entities Uh, often. So anyone who's an Abraham Hicks fan, Abraham is uh, channeled through Esther Hicks. Or for those of you who are Seth fans, Seth is channeled through Jane. And we can also, like if for anyone who's ever been to a medium, a medium, a psychic medium might channel your loved one. And so what channeling is, is it's a connection. It's a roadway. It's a channel where One entity comes through another in order to be heard. This concept can really spook people because 
people don't want to channel something they don't want to channel. People don't want to get possessed. People and, and like I, I want to acknowledge that these fears exist and aren't something you have to dismiss or take lightly. And I also want to acknowledge your soul is the conduit beyond this physical reality. Your soul is the conduit. And I like to bring that up because one, for anyone interested in exploring the art of channeling, the soulversation, it's a, a stepping stone in and it's a required foundational step. It's like the foundation of your house. Your soul is the foundation. It, it supports everything else. And so it's a stepping stone. And then two, for those of you who maybe are a little freaked out about the idea of channeling other entities, your soul is also a way to help create guardrails because your soul is you. It's that energetic quality of you subtracted from the human layers we put on top of it. It's like when you're born, you're born naked, but then we like clothe ourselves and we clothe ourselves with clothing and then actual experiences and memories. And then like the little naked baby that we were is still there. It's just kind of buried beneath all this other stuff. And the same is true with our soul. Our soul is the pure form. And, and people talk about it differently. Some people will differentiate spirit from soul. And they'll say that a soul has has layers on it, but the spirit is the pure form. So I just want you to use whatever word lands with you. For some, it's spirit. For some, it's soul. For some, it's true self. For some, it's real self. For some, it's higher self. Whatever the word is for you, use it. I'm going to use the word soul here for, for the episode. But that, that pure form, not pure as in better, just pure as in that quality, that energetic frequency, that vibration of who you are, and so when we channel our soul, it builds our connection to ourself. It reminds ourselves also subconsciously, maybe not in our own awareness, but it reminds ourselves subconsciously of the boundaries that we can put in place. We have authority over ourselves. It doesn't mean that we can control how other people respond to us or even what other people do to us. But it does mean that we have authority over our energy, that aspect of us that truly is us. It's not even an aspect. It is us, the truth, the nature of who we are. And so I find soul channeling when you channel your own soul is an opportunity to remind yourself of your own inner authority, of your own boundaries and not boundaries in a limiting sense, more because we're all connected it's more so like you can focus create a focal point to your soul and you can focus it there and you can actively do that and you can intentionally decide i am channeling my soul and you proclaiming that from a place of connection, not from like an egoic self place, but from a true like my desire in this moment is to channel my soul. And you can call upon it because we're not like completely in the dark here. We can connect to that soul, whether we're aware that we are or not. However, sometimes we're disconnected. And so 
channeling helps us get out of our own way. Sometimes our emotional body is so strong that we have trouble reminding ourselves of who we are, the soul that we are. And so soul channeling can help you with that. That being said, soul channeling can can be done by anyone, anytime. But there are some contingencies, or not really contingencies, but things that can help it be easier to do. Because we are in our human form, health helps, physical health, meaning what you put in your body will impact how able you are to connect. What you say to yourself can impact it as well because the frequency of that emission can uh, impact you. And also, I want to say emotions play a major role too. So if you have a lot of emotions within you, it can be hard for you to connect to your soul because that's like, that's like imagine your friend is under like 50 blankets and is talking to you in a normal voice. Well, it's going to be hard to hear them under 50 blankets. What would help is if you removed a lot of those blankets. Each blanket you remove will unmuffle the sound of your friend and make it easier to hear your friend. And so in that example, your friend is your soul and the blankets are your emotions. Uh, A lot of times the emotions we're talking about are egoic, meaning our minds create the emotions and our emotions influence the thoughts of the mind and that spiral dynamic happens back and forth, back and forth. And regardless of the originator, that dynamic is happening. And sometimes those emotions we really hold on to because we don't feel safe to process them or we've been told by society we can't process them. So we stuff them inside. We hold on to them and we basically layer on blanket after blanket until we're 50 blankets deep and we can't hear our own soul. And so what we want to do is we want to help ourselves hear ourselves by releasing some of those emotions. And so part of the soulversation process is emotional release. This isn't something you have to force. You don't have to be like, okay, first we're going to call upon our emotions to release. Emotions release. Hurry up, emotions. Come on, release. And now we're going to channel our soul. No, it's not that prescriptive. It's more so just if you are dropping into your soul, and an emotion comes up, or sometimes it doesn't show up as an actual emotional word, like it doesn't come up as fear or sadness. It comes up more just like like a physical feeling, like you're tight in your throat, or your jaw gets clenched, or you feel really woozy all of a sudden. Those are physical representations of the emotions and the maybe even memories from a thought aspect ready to release. And so you just take exhales out. You let them move through you. It's like the blanket will remove itself when you give it the opportunity and you stop holding on to it. And the exhale can help you do that. Okay, so I recommend 
always record when you're channeling. Always record. Because even if something doesn't make sense now, later on it might. Or you might forget what you said to yourself because you were really in it. You might remember the the quality of what you've said, but you don't remember the specifics and you kind of want to go back and remember it. And so it can help to record it for that purpose as well. Okay. Solversation, spelled S-O-U-L, versation, is you chatting with you. For me, I am very vocal. I have a defined throat in human design. For those of you who are familiar with human design, you, you know what I mean. If you don't know human design, not to worry. You don't need to know it for this episode. All I'm trying to say is, for me, my soul talks. And so I have a lot of subconscious aspects to my throat. And so I don't always know what I'm going to say, but I trust in my body to bring me what I need to hear and to allow myself to hear my soul. So a silversation for me is often vocal. It's me going within myself to hear. For other clients that I have who maybe don't have a defined throat or who that's just not their way, what they do is they journal. They ask themselves a question and then they write an answer. I have others who use movement. They do yoga and through that process, sometimes they know new ideas, but other times they don't even have like a conscious new thought pop up. It's more just they feel internally something has shifted. And for others, it's very prompted. So for me, I like initiate my own soul conversation, my own soul conversation. But for some of my clients, they prefer to be guided through it. They prefer to be prompted. Their way of hearing themselves is conversational with somebody prompting them with questions. So you can either prompt yourself with questions or you can hire a coach like myself who has been trained in how to do this inner voice work in order to help you to do that. And so in those conversations, I prompt you with questions. And the questions that I ask will be based on an initial dialogue that we have about your goals. And so it's a way for you to get to fully drop into your soul and see what's coming up. And so those are some of the different ways that your soul can speak to you. My soul, she has let herself be named Loving Light. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take a moment to drop into my own soul. You might hear some of it here. Uh, My guess is I'll probably edit out a little bit of it just so that you're not like waiting around for for my soul to come in. Hmm. Loving light is here. We like to announce ourselves (laughs) so that Lisa knows. Now Lisa makes her process a little bit dramatic sometimes when she comes to find us taking breaths and squirming around and we delight in that we enjoy that but we are always here to connect with and for all you listeners hello hello it is so good to be back we do not have a long message to share with you today but we do have a message that we hope will speak to your heart and we believe that even if your egoic self is not aware of what is happening and what is going on Your soul knows, and we speak to that soul within you now. Hello. Hmm. 
We are in a time of great connection. There is a lot of sorrow on this planet. We invite you to not dismiss the sorrow. Mm. It's there. It's a cue. Sorrow is a cleanser. It's a cleanser. My loves, as we speak to you all, when you feel the sorrow, to let it leak out of your eyes through the tears, the groans through your throat, whatever it might be, it's a chemical cleansing process that is useful to you and to the planet. It cleanses the body. It helps create a salve for the mind, for the heart. And it helps the planet to heal as well. Your tears are not in vain. It feels like you're doing nothing, but sobbing itself is doing something. And so for those of you who are feeling especially sad or sorrowful, oh my loves, you are doing such important work. In today's society, as Lisa likes to call it, does not always appreciate this aspect but you're being called to cry, let yourself cry. In the same way, anger serves a function, though often we are told, no, no, no. We are taught to bottle it up. We, in terms of the egoic human sense. And today we are here to talk to your soul and say, time is now. If you are feeling anger, enraged, It's an activation process. It's a catalyst. Now, there are many aspects to the soul, many variations, not in the sense that you're entirely different, but in the sense of the frequency, the vibrational quality takes on different aspects and almost like different occupations. And so our version is one of those versions of Lisa's soul. Loving light is what we call ourselves. Now, Lisa has also channeled her soul at different levels, at different occupations, so to speak. And so because of that, sometimes we feel different than other aspects of herself when she's channeling her soul. And a lot of that has to do with the vibrations that she's bringing into the session. We are a very pure form of her soul in the sense of being separated from the layers of the human experience. But when Lisa comes to us and she has before and she's emotional, it puts a different flavor on to the channeling process and she hears us differently and it's it's not really us. It's a different level of her soul. Think of it less of levels and more like a playground. Think about who you are as this expansive playground. And think about how in the playground, there's different stations. There's the swings and there's the slides and there's the monkey bars and there might even be a sandbox in there. And not any piece of this is better than another. The slide is not better than the swing. They're just different, different levels, different places to go. Sometimes when you channel your soul, it'll feel different than other times. And so then you can confuse yourself about who are you talking to? Was it someone else? Oh, they're just different versions of you. One's the monkey bar you and one's the slide. Mm. And they're available to you. 
They are all available to you. It's not that we, as in loving light, is a better version. It's a crisper version. It's a version in which there's no weather happening. <laughs> no weather. In the heat. You know how when, when there's weather, there's precipitation in the air, or there's humidity, or there's a briskness, or the wind is strong, or there's a smell of smoke or something in the air. It puts a taste, a lens, a taint on the experience. And it's not that it's good or bad, it's just an experience. But us as loving light, we are a version in which there's no weather. Meaning there aren't those different aspects as a part of it. Meaning it's like the crisp air. Clean, clear, pure. And that essence, that version, allows for Lisa to connect to truths beyond what the human her can tap into and allows her to channel through us. We are that aspect of her. We are like the gatekeeper for Lisa. Now I share this on the podcast here for all of you listeners because what it indicates for all of us is we are all gatekeepers to ourselves. You all have the ability and the availability to channel yourself. We can tap into these different avenues, these different aspects of who we are. And we also can tap into other playgrounds because one playground, you, your own playground, isn't in isolation. There are other playgrounds all around it, next door to it, above it, beneath it, on top of it, just in a different realm of perspective. And so you can also tap into those other playgrounds that will feel different. And this is what happens when we channel entities or spirit guides that are not ourselves. And often in the beginning of these stages, people ask, but what do I need? What skill must I develop in order to channel my own soul? And the truth is all that's needed is desire. You can have fear even in your egoic self and still because of your desire, connect to your soul. You can also connect to the souls of others. If you wanted to connect to us, you could do that. Ooh, we just noticed Lisa, human Lisa and her egoic self got a little fearful of that idea, didn't like that idea, but it's the truth. Hmm. Soul channeling can mean you can channel the souls of others if you so desire if your soul so feels called to do so. Soulversation, as Lisa declared it, she has defined it as meaning channeling your own soul. And so we will use the term soulversation with that definition in mind. And so for all of you listening, if you're wanting to soulversate, that's all you need. All you need is the want. The seeking will allow you to receive. If your desire is strong enough, it will turn over any resistance. But there are things you can do to help yourself alleviate the resistance to make it easier. 
easier as in the smoother ride to your soul. Create a space that's calming and nurturing. Essential oils are a good way. Peppermints, great one for Lisa. You can ask your own self, what feels calling to me? Lighting a candle can be a way when you light that candle to set an intention. And we will share with you what Lisa's spirit mentor shared with her. And spirit mentor, she's a human. Her name is Rosemary and she works at a place called Sage Moon Wellness. Lisa will link to it in the show notes. Her ego has let me know. Perfect. Thank you, Lisa. And what Rosemary has shared with Lisa is a process that has helped her to release resistance by calming the nerves of Lisa's ego. And so I'm going to share that process with you now. And for those of you looking for spirit mentor sessions, Rosemary will be linked in the show notes so that you're welcome to do that. She does do phone conversations. And if you're looking to do a soul-versation where Lisa prompts you, through us, Loving Light, as well as through Lisa's ego. You're welcome to do that. She has shared how you can connect with her as well. But we want you to know none of that is necessary. You have the capacity in you now to connect to you now without a coach other than yourself. Yes, a coach can help. We have no qualms against coaching or mentorship in any way or in going to see psychics or mediums or spiritual guides in the human form, whatever it might be, whatever calls to you to help ease your resistance. Yes, please enjoy, not even just to ease your resistance, but to enjoy and delight in the experience. Do it. Yes. We just would like you to know that it's not required. You can do it on your own. And so the process we'll share with you is the one that Rosemary, Lisa's uh, spiritual mentor, shared with her. And the process is as follows. Hmm. Now we will share it in the way that Lisa remembers it because it's how she used it, even though it might not be the exact order that she was presented the information. And so the process is... Lisa likes to get elements. She'll get water, maybe in the form of a glass of water. And she'll get fire in the form of a candle. And then she'll get earth. It'll be in the form of a plant, flowers, or a cacao, because that feels very earthly and grounding to her. And then she'll get crystals to be uh, like a stone type of essence. And for Lisa, she's never really figured out how to represent air. And so she sees it as when the air conditioner's on or she'll open a window or she'll just breathe and know that there's air around her and she'll represent the elements in that way. And she'll put all of this around her and she'll either sit or stand. She'll take her lighter and she'll light her candle and she'll say what she feels called to say. And she'll then to herself imagine grounding into the earth. She'll imagine the safety of Mother Earth holding her. And she'll imagine that the vines connected to her slowly retreat so that she can enter into another realm 
so that she can easily connect to spirits. And she'll imagine she is grounded, connected to the earth, but not attached to it. And she'll imagine protection around her. She imagines a sphere of white light all around her. And she calls upon her ancestors and her spirit guides and angels and all who come in love and light, including me. She'll call upon us to protect her, to keep her safe. And she sees it as a shield, a shield in which that that comes to her with love and light and good intention can come through the shield to meet her and all else will remain outside. And she envisions this as a protection. And what it does is it allows her ego to rest, to take a seat back. And through that process, she then is able to take some breaths. And often at that point, she'll make some noises. She might have her sound bowl. She has one that she will do. Or she'll just make some humming noises, sounds like uh, 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 and she'll just make noises as calls. It helps her to stay present and it helps her mind, her egoic self to not come into the picture. And she'll often say things aloud like, you are safe. And she'll call upon her spirit guides. She often remembers the line from the animated Mulan that goes, Ancestors, hear my call. And she imagines that. And she brings together those that are there to support her in spirit form. And she sees and feels protected. And as she does that, she often feels a little tingly inside. And the air starts to feel lighter. And she takes breaths, and then she simply waits. If she wants to call upon us specifically, she'll voice that to herself. If she has a specific question, she may voice it aloud or to herself. And then she has oracle cards that she has used once and really uh, got some good benefit from. But again, not required. We hope that that's one of the key messages you listeners take from today. Not required not required. All of these are setups, are ways in which the ego can rest, that Lisa has created a script that she plays that allows her ego to be at ease, but none of it is required to connect to us. It all just helps her to do so. It helps her to unfocus from her human way, to create a connection. A connection is always there, so it's less about creating and more like plugging back into us. And she either speaks directly to us or beyond us as we become the conduit for her to connect to other spirits. Mm. So this is her process. And then she waits. She takes some breaths. She yawns. She moves. She coughs. She laughs. She cries. She releases emotion. She yells whatever she's called to do. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just sitting, waiting, not from a place of requirement or specific expectation, but from a place of intentionality of knowing 
she is there to connect. And she will be met. And then when she feels called, she opens her mouth and she starts talking. And we come through when she's channeling us in a soulversation. And that is her way. Sometimes when she's especially emotional, she will journal because it's a way for her to help get beyond the egoic self that sometimes chimes in. It helps her. And that is her way. She will listen to music sometimes and sometimes not. It also helps her to do this early in the morning or in the evening. It helps her to connect. When there's no one around, when she's in the home by herself as well, it helps her to connect. And so we share this with you listeners to share one. There is no, no one way to do it. And then also to say, you can do this too. All you need is desire. My friends, my loves, my fellow souls out there and your egos too. All you need to begin to channel is desire. That desire can be strong enough to pierce past the fear and to work with the fear. And a lot of these different components that we shared about Lisa's process, much of which she learned from Rosemary, all of those things can be ways to help the ego alleviate the fear, to make it easier to connect. But none of it is required. And so that is the message we came to share with you all today. Thank you. We delight in the opportunity to be a part of this podcast, to be with you, connected to you on your journey. We sign out in love and in light. <laughs>